to another episode of Amateur Hour with Jordan Perez, per usual. Hope you all had a fantastic week. For this one, I'm going to bring on no other than Caitlin Schroeder, who has been a superstar in the junior golf world this past year and is slated to commit to a college golf program this fall. And yes, she's got her fair share of choices when it comes to her school selection. We talk that, plus about a powerful U.S. girls junior quarterfinals run where she braved through a really tough week with her health and still went super deep, her later start in junior golf, and her personal choice between Moe's versus Chick-fil-A. Yes, that was an essential food debate. Caitlin's stories from the past year and a half of golf are inspirational and fun, and she's got an incredibly bright future ahead. So stick around if you want to find out what Caitlin's looking forward to the most in college golf and how her relentless drive brought her to the top so quickly. Caitlin, you just got back from the Ping Invitational at Karsten Creek. Tell me about that experience and how your weekend went. Uh, it was a solid weekend, I would say. Um, it was a lot of fun getting to play such a tough golf course. It was a great learning ex- experience about my golf game. Definitely need to work on my putting. That's what I've learned this week. I think so many people look at Carson as if you don't hit fairways, you're going to hit it like you're bound to just play bad, which is very true. But you can also hit it really well and not putt it well and not play good. But I was able to come back and have a solid week after a bad first day. So that was good. It's a great place to learn more about your golf game and where you can kind of look forward to after that. So that's awesome. What does the rest of your schedule look like this fall? Uh, So I only have one more tournament this year, which is the Rolex Tournament of Champions, um, which is in West Palm at PGA National. Oh, yeah. So that's in November. Yes. It's like during the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, awesome. So what are you doing in between school and just practice? Yeah, so between now and then, I am pretty much just doing school and golf. I have, I'm in the recruiting process right now, so I have a couple visits between now and then. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I kind of saw that once the kind of the dead period ended, that the floodgates opened, so to speak, and <laughs> you kind of got kind of got a lot of attention there, rightfully so. You've been amazing and totally on top of your game, but. How has that been? Has it been overwhelming? Has it been easier to manage as time has gone on? Uh, thank you, by the way, for that. And then it's, it was, I was so excited for June 15th. And it was, it was a little overwhelming probably the first couple of days because I was at a tournament during it. Um, but yeah, I talk, got to talk to a lot of coaches, but now it's just like stressful trying to pick a school because they're all such good, great programs. And you don't, one, you don't want to make a bad decision. And I'm like, I don't want to say no to anyone. So it's been, it's been stressful, but it's, it's good to have all of the options. I mean, just being a prospective college student alone, you know, you get, it's hard to make a decision, but as a student athlete, you have so many things to kind of take into consideration. I mean, when you, when you think of like, your dream school and your words like what is maybe like some of the most important things you look for in a golf program and school um so i i'm trying to figure out still how far away from home i want to be 
Um, I think that's something that's important, like different aspects for everyone. Some people want to be close to home. Some people want to be a little ways from home. Um, I'm, I, at first it was really about coaches for me, but like, as I've started to talking to more every, like all the ones I'm looking at now, I'm, I really like all of them. So now it's just becoming the town. Um, I guess just like what my life would look like on the team and stuff like that. Um, if that makes sense, like who my teammates are a little bit. Um, I really do want to compete for a national championship year in and year out when I get to college. And I just, I do want to go to a program that I think we can do that at or eventually do that at. Um, yeah. And then academics, of course. (laughs) Do you have more visits planned for the fall or do you kind of wrap those up? I still have two more. That's exciting. Can you give us a little more insight on that or are you going to try to keep it on the down low? Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I, I can. Um, so I, I'm hoping to be committed by Rolex. Um, I visited, I'm going to have visited seven schools, which like overall in the process. Um, but I'm definitely going to stay in the Southeast. Awesome. That's like so exciting. That's awesome. I want to go into maybe more of your junior year of high school, how that's going, maybe what an average day of balancing homeschool and practice and just being Caitlin, Caitlin Schroeder looks like from the moment you wake up. Okay, so I guess just depending on the week. So Monday and Wednesdays, I'm taking, I'm doing some dual enrollment classes. So like this fall, I'm only taking one, but... Uh, I have a class on Monday and Wednesday, so that's at 9. So depending if I have a – let's say I have no tournament that week. I have that class, so I normally on Monday and Wednesdays do school in the morning and then practice in the afternoon or anything golf-related in the afternoon. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work out at 8, and then if I am home the weekend of, I will work out Saturday. I work out with a trainer. Um, I've actually been sick the last few weeks, so I haven't been running as much, but I was in a groove and I was trying the days I wasn't working out with my trainer. I would try to run a few miles a day just to get in like better shape. But typically the days I work out with my trainer, I work out with him and then I go and practice until probably 12 or one. And then I go home and if I have time, I'd like to go out and maybe walk nine holes or something like that. Okay. It's some pretty good balance. I want to scale back a little bit to maybe your origins in golf and how you got your start. Obviously, um, with your dad's involvement, a.k.a., as you know, being the coach of the UNF men's golf team, was the club in your hand the moment you were born? I know your mom played some tennis at North Florida and was a former All-American, but did it come down to the racket or the club? Like, tell me the story. (laughs) No. um, So when I was little... I didn't really like either one, honestly. I liked almost playing tennis more with my dad just because, I don't know, I just didn't like tennis much when I was little. I wish I, looking back, I wish I would have gotten more into it just because I think tennis is, just playing other sports while you're playing golf is good to build, like, athletics. I'm saying this wrong. Just to be more athletic. Um, But, yeah, I didn't really play much. I played... Little U.S. kid stuff, but compared to my friends now, I did not play nearly as much as they did until I was probably 12. Um, I mean, I would go hit golf balls maybe once a week at times, 
but normally when I was out there, I was trying to make it as quick as possible. But yeah, it was it was fun. And then when I started getting into the game, we moved closer to where my look closer to UNF, because um, both my parents lived near you, working at UNF. My dad worked at UNF, and then my mom worked near UNF. So we moved closer and into a golf course neighborhood, so I could play golf a lot more. So when leading up to when you actually got into golf and you said you didn't like either one too much at first, was it more of your dad kind of dragging you there? I mean, how, how did you actually get out there and decide, hey, I kind of like this? I don't even honestly remember. I just remember when I was little, we would every so often maybe go play. And then I guess just being around some of the guys on my dad's team growing up got me more into it. Um, I would, I started practicing a little more when I was probably 10 or 11, I'd come, my dad would come and I would, I would either go to UNF all day and practice some or, and I would just started loving the game more. Um, and I loved, I, when I started liking golf more, I just loved competing. Like I love competition and stuff like that. So I didn't really enjoy practicing, but I loved competing and I wanted to win. So I would do it. <laughs> um, and then as I got, I've gotten older, I've enjoyed practicing, too, and getting better, like, the whole aspect. And I think the other thing is I've been to NCAAs, and when I first went, which was actually Carson in, a, I think, 2018, um, that week really pushed me to want to get better because it showed me I really do want to be on a really good golf team one day. Because at that point, I was really just, like, hope, not, I guess, hoping kind of to play college golf, but now I'm... I've gotten a lot better, but yeah, it, that week truly pushed me to want to hopefully compete at a high level. So watching your dad and watching UNF men's golf essentially has kind of set the standard for what you want out of a program. Yes. That's awesome. Do you get to practice a lot with any of those guys at all? I do some. I mean, I always, when I practice, I typically am practicing at the facility. Um, and then I play at my home course, which is Deerwood Country Club. Sometimes I even play with the guys at, like, Sawgrass Country Club. Um, or if they play at, like, Plantation, which is in Ponte Vedra Beach, I can play. Sometimes I play with them some if I'm in town. But, yeah, I, I, they're always, I'm always out there, and some, sometimes they're out there, sometimes they're not. So I want to talk a little bit more about your real start in junior golf. You started picking up a lot of big wins in North Florida in 2016, 17, 18. Do you remember how you felt going through middle school and kind of balancing moving up throughout junior golf? Um, good question. Yeah, I remember because I remember one point I was finishing like last in all those tournaments, and then like a year later, I was almost winning them or finishing up high. Um, it was just I don't remember what truly got me better. I just was practicing and wanted to be good um, and was getting better quickly, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then after I was starting to win North Florida or NFJG tournaments, I started playing more like FJT tournaments, FSGA tournaments, which those are great tournaments. Those are like that, back then we were competing. I mean, you had the best girls in the state of Florida every week. Looking back, it was insane sometimes to think of how good those fields really were. Um, so then I played in those for a while. And then, I mean, I started the AJGA process so much later than some of my friends. 
like some of the, my friends now and they're playing invitationals in 2018 and i hadn't even played like a preview or junior all-star <laughs> all-star to that point so i mean you i mean i think so many people think you can't start you have to start golf at an early age but if you work hard you really can start at 12 and be just as good as some people at that if that started earlier than you at 16. I think what's cool is that, yeah, we're seeing a lot of these stories of people getting such late starts in golf, I mean, relative to any age, and it's really starting to prove that you can pick up this game at any time and catch up, so to speak, and be just as competitive. Right. So I want to talk about your four-ball qualifier, which I think is awesome, and another USGA championship that you get to participate in. Um, but I saw you qualified with Bailey Shoemaker, who I assume yeah. you met through junior golf, and you guys meddled with a 64. Tell me about yeah. that experience. Yes, yeah, so Bailey is one of my best girlfriends. We only met, we haven't known each other that long. Um, I've known most people longer than, most of my friends longer than her. We met, like, at the Sally in 2020, right before COVID hit. And we weren't even friends after that. We probably didn't become friends until, like, a year ago. And then she was like, oh, do you want to play four ball together last year? Because I wanted to play with someone who wasn't in college because of the dates and how it's always around, like, SECs and finals and regionals. I just I wanted to play with someone who I knew would be able to get there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's one of my best friends. She played so good in that qualifier. I mean, she was like, I think she might have been four under through six, which, I mean, as a partner, you're very happy about. <laughs> um, but, she, yeah, she played really good that whole – I think she shot 68 on her own golf ball. So I only helped at, like, three holes or four holes. <laughs> but, yeah, she's awesome. What So essentially opening up the schedule it kind of made you decide that you wanted to try the four ball? Yes, so the four ball, I've played in it twice. I've qualified for it three times. One time I got canceled because of COVID. But that tournament's a lot of fun. I like the team aspect of having a partner. It's so different, but it's it's honestly one of my favorite tournaments that I've played in because it's so different. Um, Unfortunately, both times that I've played, we've lost in the first round of match play, so hopefully Bailey and I can go a little farther in April. But it's also nice because it's going to be in Puerto Rico. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. That's a great event to have up on the schedule. And yes, for sure. on the line of USGA championships, I want to talk about the US Junior Girls, which you were quarterfinalist for, um, which was so awesome. Um, I know I was doing some research on it, and I saw that dad wasn't the caddy. You had Emily Staples from Missouri. How was that partnership? And I mean, how was that week in general? Okay, yes, so normally I would have my dad caddy, but parents can't caddy in U.S. girls. Um, But, yeah, Emily's one of my best friends. She's from Orlando, and she plays at Missouri. Um, So that week was hectic because I was – I think it started – the first round was on a Monday, and we left. The practice rounds are Saturday, Sunday, and we – most of the girls – decent amount of the girls that were there had just played in the Wyndham Cup which ended on Friday. So it was quick turnaround because some of us flew from Charleston, but I had to drive from Charleston to Washington, D.C. on Friday night and then play Saturday and Sunday. But I was also very sick. 
Um, I was at Wyndham Cup, and I got a little sore throat, and then it turned into a bad cough, and I just had a super bad cough during U.S. Girls, and I also got dehydrated, which wasn't good. I had to get a few IVs. It was also, like, the hottest week D.C. had all year, which was great timing. Um, But, yeah, I don't even – I just remember – that week was just crazy. I remember – the first round, I got off to a terrible start, and Emily literally had to, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're better than us. Come on. And it was funny. I remember that. Um, and then I made a couple birdies, and I was able to grind out, like, a five over. I think I shot, like, 77. And then the second round, I was playing good. I was a cup, maybe one or two over. And this course, golf course was pretty tough. Um and then I started feeling bad. I was feeling awful, like, every day. And as the day went on, because I had a morning tea time the second round, through about 12 holes, I could feel the heat starting to hit me, and I honestly wanted to withdraw. Um, because I made, I remember I made par on 13, and I was probably three shots inside the cut line. And I was talking to my dad after the par three because we were waiting on the tee for a group in front of us to move. And I was like, I don't think I can finish because I knew I'd make the cut. I had no doubt I was going to play good enough to make the cut. I was just like, if I feel this bad tomorrow and I lose, I'm going to take someone else's spot that could have maybe gone deep. You know, I was like, I just don't I couldn't see myself feeling better tomorrow. And I was just like, this just isn't worth it. Um, so, but then he's like, if you, if there's any chance of you feeling better tomorrow, would you play finish? And I was like, yes. So he's like, just finish. Maybe you'll feel better tomorrow. So I ended up finishing and I shot like three over, I think. And then I went and got an IV and I did feel a little better the next day. And then, and then I guess the rest is whatever. I made it all the way to the quarters, quarters, which was awesome. But it was a crazy week. I barely remember it. Gosh, that's such a, you know, a tough week to kind of balance and make the decision when, you know, you're feeling your absolute worst. I mean, internally, I mean, how did you even kind of find it to push through and stay so mentally involved? Um, I've actually, I'm someone who has gotten sick on the golf course too many times to count. So it's something I guess I have more experience with than most people. Um, you just have to, I mean, so many coaches after that week were like, be, I mean, everyone says be uh, scared of the sick golfer because they're thinking so much about them, like how they're sick and stuff that they can't even focus on their golf shot. <laughs> they're thinking about the golf shot for 30 seconds. And then when they're in between shots, you know, their mind's just not even worried. Like they don't even like, they're just work, hoping, trying to feel better, you know? So I don't know. I was just, I got, when we, when we got to each shot, I got there, I hit it pretty, I was hitting it really good that week actually. Um, despite how sick I was, but I played really good in my matches. Even like I was, I played someone who was also on the Solheim team, and she's like, "You literally gave me no chance." And I was like, "I was the best round I think I've played all year." If that makes you feel any better, <laughs> and I don't know how I did it, but yeah, that was a fun week, and it was it wasn't as mentally tough, I guess, since I was so sick and I wasn't even focused. I mean, I could have lost in the first match and would have been like, "Okay, it's okay. Like you've been sick all week." But then I ended up making it all the way to the quarters, which was pretty fun. Yeah, seriously. What a feat, especially feeling the way you did. Wow. Kudos to you. That's that's 
that's tough, but that's great stuff that you did pull off. Um, Thank you. I want to talk about some of the team events you've been on. You've done Wyndham Cup and the Junior Solheim Cup. You know, obviously that's giving you kind of some insight as to, you know, maybe what college golf could potentially look like, but how do you love that team environment? I mean, what would you get out of that? I love it. It really does, I think, give you a good feeling of college. And it's match play, so it gave, give, it really gives you a perfect feeling of NCAAs off eight when you make it to match play, or like ACCs and SECs, how they're both match play at the end. It gives you a great feeling of what that's going to be like. Um, Wyndham Cup was so much fun. Our team was so good. I mean, our guys' team was insane how good they are because they all played. I feel like sometimes seniors might bail in that tournament to go play in a good amateur event or something like that, but everyone played that year because most of them didn't get to play the year before because it was canceled because of COVID. Um, but our team was, guys, especially on the guys' side, was stacked. And it was awesome because 9 and 18 were, like, side by side. So when you finished your match, there were always matches coming up that you could just root your team on which I love. Like, after every match, I was like, okay, who are we going to watch? Which I love that. I almost love that more than playing. I just love rooting on the team. And the same thing with Solheim. When we finished, I'm like, I know we Bailey and I have lost our four-ball match. But then I was like, okay, we're going to – we finished on a perfect hole to watch the next groups come through. So we watched them come through. Then we go and eat. And then it was a long walk to get back out there. But <laughs> – and then I was, like, in the last groups in the foursome, so mainly everyone was done. But I love the team aspect of it. It's a lot of fun how we all just come together and root each other on for one week. Um, and it's something, like, Wyndham Cup is something I still talk about with all my friends. Like, I've become a lot closer with some of the people in the West, and we still they always are like, oh, we're going to get you next year. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and it was funny because I actually played with two girls that – or would be on the West team next year, and one of them played and one of them didn't. And the one that played is asking the girl that did, didn't did play, is like, oh, you're going to be at Wyndham Cup next year? I was like, girl, you got to stop recruiting. It's <laughs> <was> like, stop. <laughs> no. We're winning. You don't even try. <laughs> what, was your, what was your favorite memory from the Wyndham Cup? Oh, uh, good question. I guess... Winning with Kennedy was a lot of fun. She, we won, I think, four and three. She's awesome. She's one of my best friends. Um, we won our four-ball match, and play, we both played good, really good. And then also my singles match, I played someone who I really wanted to play um, because she had beat me. She made like a 15-footer on me on one tournament to beat me by one on 18 so I was like okay I kind of want to play I knew going to the week I maybe wanted to play on singles and then I was like okay I really do want to play once once singles came around so I asked if I could play her um and then I was I was just so confident going to that match that I was gonna win like I didn't care what it took I hit it I think as good as I've hit it in a match in that in that singles match um and I had about, she drained, she chipped in like twice on me in the whole match. She chipped in on 17, she was like two down, two to play, I was two up, two to play. And she chips in, I was like, okay, that's clutch. And then she made like a 20-footer on 18, and then I had to make like a 10 to 15-footer to win. 
And then I was able to make that, so that was probably one of my favorite moments. And then just watching, like, after I won my singles match, I feel like our side on nine, because the guys went off ten that day, just watching the guys, how clutch they were finishing, and the girls on uh, 18, like, both sides, I feel like we finished so good. I think we were either winning or having the hole to win the match or – I mean, I feel like we made so many putts coming down the stretch the whole week. It, looking back, it's insane how good we were coming. The team was coming down nine and eighteen. I feel like, especially with this summer in particular, it really kind of speaks to just how competitive and how much junior golf has really grown. I, I mean, the talent that is pouring out of junior golf, especially on the women's side with the Junior Solheim Cup teams. Both of those teams were so stacked so it's been really fascinating to see the evolution of it and just how how much death there is now um and you were obviously a major component in that and I want to go back to maybe last year where you had things slowed down just a little bit because of COVID but you still got to play some but you more so got to work a little more closely with your dad. Um, I know you got to win the JGA Family Championship, which is so sweet. Um, got some wins for yourself. You got the Junior All-American. But I want a bit of an inside look as to how maybe quarantine looked and spending more time in, with dad and how that really set you up for a lot of your success within the next two years, especially this year. Yeah, so when quarantine hit, I... Right before COVID hit, I was thinking about making a swing instructor change. And then it hit, and they were like, well, what's a better time than now? You're not going to have a tournament for at least two or three months. So this is literally the perfect time to make a swing instructor change. So <clears throat> I started working with Dan Carraher, who I'm still currently working with. Um, and uh, that was a grind. I remember we were, I mean, in quarantine. Because our golf course, maybe our golf course did not shut down long. If it shut down at all, I can't really remember. But we were walking every every weekend. We were getting up, king off at 7.30 or 8, and then walking 18. So I was playing a ton during quarantine. Um, when I made my swing instructor change, uh, it was kind of ugly. I was playing really bad. Um, and then... I remember my first tournament back, which is was the Die Junior, which is honestly one of the best tournaments I think in junior golf. It's on it's at Crooked Stick, which is one of the obviously one of the best courses in the country, and they just run the tournament perfectly. Like it's always in amazing shape, the course and the staff. Uh, Mr. Pancake is real is a great guy. I mean, he does everything so well. I mean, the gifts, everything, and he doesn't even make us pay to play, which is honestly insane for how good that golf course is. Because he easily could pay it, pay us a few hundred dollars, and he doesn't give make us pay a dime, which is awesome of him to let us do. Um, but I remember the week before that tournament, I was not hitting it good. I was like, oh boy, this could be ugly. But I think I ended up being able to grind out like a top fifteen finish. I was like 30 girls, so I was like, okay, that's not awful. But, and then I was able, when I did the Florida girls was later on in the month. Um, and that was Florida girls, okay. Yeah, th- that was later on in the month, and I went black out that week. Going into that week, I just knew I was, I was so confident going that week. I don't think I've ever been more confident going into a tournament before that week. 
Um, especially being six shots down going to the last round. Like, somehow I still knew going into that round I was going to win. I don't know how, to be honest. But I did. And then I ended up playing lights out, which was awesome. I haven't really done that much since. But but it was a good, great, good to know that I can do it when it matters. And it's seemingly been, you know, all eyes on you since. You know, you've still been on such a tear. You've been doing so well. It's been so exciting. I mean, your junior golf junior golf success and just the ascension you've had over the past few years has been really magnificent to watch. Um, but I want to transition into some more uh, non-golf questions, just kind of getting to know you a little bit better. Um so I want to start with saying I saw in your Instagram bio that you're a Jags fan. Obviously, it's probably not been the best year, but what are some other teams or sports you're a fan of? Are you a Jumbo Shrimp fan? Like, what do you what do you watch if it's not golf? So, I I do watch Netflix, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I think everyone every teenager pretty much does. I don't I, I don't. My dad thinks I watch it a lot, but I really don't. I maybe watch it when I'm eating breakfast or lunch, and then. Maybe a little bit before I go to bed, but that's about it. Um, I love football. I love football. They're like that's. Oh, I love football. I can't wait to go to college and just go to games every weekend. I'm home. Like that's literally one of the most the things I'm excited for in college. Just not even just the Jags. I just I do fantasy with my dad's team, and I'm uh, I'm four and one right now, so I'm pretty happy about that. Only Whoa. one of the guys can give me crap. Can talk to me bad about beating me but that's nice (laughs) but I do love football my dad's a big Rays fan which unfortunately they lost last night and that ended their season I don't watch them as much as I'd like to um but I always watch them in the playoffs because I think playoff baseball is a lot of fun to watch especially the last few innings because it is so stressful oh I can't watch it I get so stressed out (laughs) but those are probably my two. I mean, I watch golf when I can, especially the big tournaments like majors. And if it's on, you know, on a Sunday, for instance, like I always go out to the players every year. But I like going out to the practice rounds because you cannot see the tournament during the – like you cannot see them during the tournament. So I don't understand to go out there during the tournament if you're actually wanting to watch golf. I just watch it on my TV. Oh, no. But, yeah, those no. are probably my favorite <laughs> things to watch. I like to watch tennis too, majors. I've actually learned to – um. I love watching, like, professional tennis. I think it's really a cool sport to watch. Um, it's insane how hard they can hit the ball. I don't know how they do it because I go out there and try to hit it, and it's awful. <laughs> I really just like watching sports in general. Did you watch the U.S. Um, the US Open final between Emma Raducanu and Layla Fernandez? I recorded it because <laughs> it was on during, like, a certain time, but I was like, ugh. I bet that's going to be so good. And I never ended up going back to watch it. But I was just like, I saw all the highlights and I was like, this is just insane. I just, I I wish I watched it more. But I always like when the Australian Open comes around because it's at night. So I can watch it a little bit. (laughs) Um, Which I think that's going to be in January. But yeah, that's also a great sport to watch. Which I I can't wait to get called and just watch all other teams. Like volleyball. I love to watch volleyball. Gymnastics, really, if I go to a school that has gymnastics, I love watching, like, the Olympics and watching gymnastics, which I didn't get to watch much this year because I was on the road so much, but and it was at, like, 1 a.m. when I was on, but, 
Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch that when I get to college too. Yeah, that'll be so exciting. I mean, just uh, like especially gymnastics live uh, is an 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 otherworldly experience. I mean, it is the most fascinating thing. I did some gymnastics coverage when I was in college, so can definitely attest to how fun that is um said you're a big netflix fan what what are you binging right now um right now so on my blog just came out with a new season which i actually didn't think they were going to come out with a new season based on how the last season ended i thought they were just going to end the show in a cliffhanger but yeah no i'm i'm actually like one episode into that um but yeah i haven't really been watching much um I watched Outer Banks right when it came out. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. <laughs> um, Vampire Diaries. I was so upset when they took Friends off of Netflix. I was devastated when I heard it was coming off Netflix. Because it is one of my favorite all-time shows just to go watch when you need something funny to watch. It is such a good show. I don't know how people could say they don't like it. Because I think Friends, when you start watching it, like season one is is not great. I'm not like I'm not gonna lie, it's not great. But after that, it's just every season's really good. It's so funny how Friends has really transcended time because Friends <laughs> kind of came out like around the time I was born, and people like my like I'm 24 and people might love Friends, and mm-hmm. it's so funny how like it's developed such a rich cult following, even way past it being on air. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um. What do you do with your family when it's not golf, or how do you spend time with your friends? Um, so most of my friends play golf. I'm actually going to Nashville in December. We're going to go up. I'm going to go. I have some friends that live in Nashville, so we're going to go to the Jags Titans game. Ooh. Um, so hopefully we get a win between now and then. <laughs> but if not, hopefully that's the week we do it. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I'm going to go up and do that. And then I play pickleball some with my, like, dad and some friends of ours. Um, we were, I've been doing that as much recently because I haven't really had time because I've been doing so many college visits and stuff like that and then just school. Um, but that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, last year at Rolex TOC, which is coming up, that's literally after every round we went and played pickleball for, like, an hour and a half. It was so much fun, um, which we will – Definitely be doing it again. <laughs> I have to ask, you're 16, right? Yes. Do you have your driver's license? I do. Thank oh, God. that's awesome. <laughs> my, my younger brother, who's 16, he literally just got his driver's license yesterday. So it's oh. definitely top of mind. Like, I, I bet that was so exciting. I mean, I remember when I got it. I mean, you feel, kind of feel like you're on top of the world. <laughs> yes honestly at first i was like dang this is so lonely i have no one to talk to so i talk to myself sometimes while i'm driving but i it's it is kind of sad sometimes i'll just call my parents while i'm driving I'm like oh i just need someone to talk to i'm bored <laughs> but at first it was super lonely but it, it's good i i love it i know my dad literally loves it so much because he started to drive me around everywhere and now he i never ride in a car with him unless it's to like the airport um but yeah I really like it I don't understand I've always been so confused when like I have friends that just wait to get their license one I would never wait to get my license and two I don't know how their parents would want to wait for them to get their license if they're going to get them a car because then you don't have to drive around anymore so did you get it right on your 16th birthday 
I got it the day after because the DMV was closed. Oh. On my birthday. <laughs> Still, though, that, that was pretty immediate. Yeah. I will say I am I am a little guilty of that, of waiting to get my license because I was a little scared to drive. I didn't get it until yeah. a few days after my That's 17. fair, though. That's a good reason. <laughs> if you're scared. I can't understand that reason. That's a good reason. I was, I was scared. So prop, props to you for hitting the road immediately. That's awesome. I was pretty... I was pretty comfortable driver because my parents would make me drive all the time when I was like 15 and had my permit. So I was, I, I mean, I, they make you drive a certain amount of hours and I was way over it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So you said, okay, I'm taking the wheel. No problem. <laughs> Final question. Since you are a driver, you're on the road, whether it's for golf, anything, or need to hit a quick food stop along the highway. What's your first pick? Ooh, that is so hard. First pick for food. <clears throat> I guess if it's like one of my favorite fast food places to eat is Moe's. Um, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like a Mexican place, but it's like fast food. I mean, they have them all over the country. But Girl, I love that's Mo's. one of my. <laughs> I love Moe's. It is so good. We go every Monday because it's Moe's Monday, so then you can get, like, a burrito and a drink or whatever for, like, seven bucks or eight bucks. So um, that's one of my favorite places. If it's a drive-thru, probably Chick-fil-A just because, you know, it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No shortage of those in Florida. No. <laughs> but, okay, Chick-fil-A sauce or the Moe's cheese dip? I got to ask. No, she's dead. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, I mean, especially because the chips are free. Like, how do you not get it at that point, right? It, yeah, yes. And I've gone to where I like their sauce a lot, so they're both both so good. Yeah, no-brainers, <laughs> definite essentials. Well, yes. listen, Caitlin, this was fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and talking. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. This was amazing. I loved getting to know you more and getting to learn more about your junior golf journey, definitely the, be the best is ahead for you. You're doing amazing things, and I'm really excited to watch you blossom and for your commitment and everything that's ahead. Thank you. Hey, guys, just wanted to pop back in one more time and say thanks again to Caitlin for joining me this week. This was such a fun episode to do. And as you heard, her personality and golf game both shine so brightly, and She's a dynamic young woman who's definitely going places. So thanks to you guys for listening. Your listenership means everything. I'm so grateful that you guys are here and stick around for the episodes of this podcast. So thanks so much again. It means the world to me and hope to catch you guys later. See ya.